Hello, everyone. We want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Uh, I almost said the muscle member. I got my boy Ant Petty Murphy in the building. But nah, he's not with us tonight. Uh, take care, Ant. Take care of your business. But uh, we do have a lot of special guests tonight. Uh, if you saw the intro, you did see our first guest. We're gonna bring him up in a minute. Uh, we're gonna talk a lot about this. Uh, this him, these spring games. But uh, let me shout out to the people in the chat. Rob Smith jumped in this thing and said, first, and you was, uh, the NFL kid said, yo, he here for the PNP, or here from PNP. Then Top Dog said PNP on the map. Appreciate y'all coming in, jumping in. Jess in the building. What's good, Jess? Then my man Melanated Righteously said, peace and blessings. What's good, man? Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Ready to be entertained. Uh, let me write this down real quick. But uh, before we get started, man, want to give a shout out, special shout out to our sponsors, Bet Online. Uh, BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything March Madness and NBA this year, from the Final Four to the NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, score, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website that is betonline.ag today to use your or use your mobile phone, uh, your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, bring it to HBCU Iowa from North Carolina AT. Where they say they got the greatest homecoming on earth. 
That's what they say. That's what they say. We're gonna we're gonna find out one day. We're gonna find we're gonna find out. We're gonna visit all of them. But uh we got our man David from PNP, that's Panther Nation PC, joining us tonight. Dave, welcome to HBCU. How you doing this evening, man? Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing this all. I ain't used to doing this. Hold on. Let me. There we go. There we go. Look, man. You got noises. Like, we used to have noises on PNP. We we gonna we gonna at some point we're gonna bring them back. We just we just haven't had a reason to do it quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get my get my people in here. You know, my I, usually, you know what I'm saying? It's a two man crew, you know, working these issues, but here by myself tonight. But no, hey, no man, shame, man. Doing, Look, man? I'm do, I'm doing good, man. You know, you know, it's a it's a, it's another day in paradise. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. That's what's up, man. Um, I, we talked before the show. I was looking at you, you know, saying at your at your setup behind you. Uh, I know that's not. Is that a celebration bowl game? It looks like it. That's no, it's not a celebration bowl game. <laughs> I I do have a I do have a celebration bowl banner, but it's not pictured. It's over here, but it's, it has the three time HBCU national champ. I bought it in 2018. I did not get the yeah. one that says the four time national championship. But yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah, you know, but now nah, I got, I got a nice little arcade back here, man. So whenever I want to relax, I got everything set up down here. The, the screen in front of me has my Xbox and my, and a switch here, PS5 upstairs and behind me, I got a couple arcade machines, you know, some That's online, some not. That's what's up. Dave, man, let's, let's go ahead and get started, man. Um, tell us, man. Went to the spring game. Uh, of course, y'all spring game was uh what uh April first. Uh, it wasn't on April fifteenth, like everybody else in the everybody world. Everybody else's. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting this weekend. Um, with every everybody <laughs> in the world. It was like uh, HBCU. fourteen or six, like sixteen yeah, of think, them are on the fifteenth. Yeah, I think as a matter of fact, I think you you broke that down. We and at the time we didn't have all the games, and it was mm-hmm. thirteen. And then I think mm-hmm. five more got added, and a few more got corrected, and they were all on April fifteenth. So, go figure. Yeah, like April fifteenth used to be known as Tax Day, and I think it still is known as Tax Day when it's like a not a a weekend day. This year, Tax Day falls on the eighteenth. I know because I tend to wait until that day when I owe right. to pay them. So, um. You know, so I don't know why us HBCUs are infatuated with tax day. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be the I, I, day where I want to have a day, but you know. Yeah, and I'm glad you put that out there. So people who are listening, uh, it is April 18th <laughs> this year. Uh, you happen to file your taxes, but let's jump into this, man. Tell us about uh the spring game, man. Uh, y'all are coming in under uh, a new head coach for the first time in uh what five years? Am I think? Am I got that correct? Yes. Oh, yep. Um, coach, um, Brown. Vincent Brown, Vincent Brown, the Undertaker. Yeah, uh, coming out of William Mary, but uh, just tell me, and I think I and I asked you, how was it? Was it the the feel of the players? Was it like a different feeling? Were they a little bit more upbeat? Was it you know saying you know organizational wise a little different? The one thing I realized when I first, like, this is my, let me be clear for the disclaimer's sake. This is my first spring game. And one thing that I learned, even throughout the process, getting to the spring game, the first thing I learned is that the, the concept of the, being a seriousness about the academics was, was clear. Um, 
he was not letting folks play if they didn't have their grades where they needed to be from an academic standpoint. And that was pretty much seen, right? Um, and you could tell that by the quarterback play. Eli pretty much scored on every drive that he was on. When Eli played, he scored on every drive. Can't say the same for Hooker. Can't say the same for uh, Jaeger. Even though Hooker played, played decently well as well. But you could tell that there was a distinct difference. And then also when I went down there, I talked to some of the players and they pretty much said, yeah, Eli pretty much had the whole spring to himself because he was the one of the only ones that were eligible. So it's pretty much going to be the Eli Brickhammer show. But as a whole, I love the fact that they're throwing the ball to field down, throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. I love the fact that, you know, I think a lot of folks have been concerned about the fact that Tootin went into the portal. But the moment that I saw Tootin run 100 yards in North Dakota State, I knew he was going to the portal. <laughs> and then he did it again against Duke the following week. I knew he was gone at that point. Um so, but with one thing that A&T would always carry is running backs. We're never short on running backs in North Carolina A&T. And so when Dixon and Graves were thinking about hopping into the portal and they pulled out of the portal because they knew it was an opportunity for them guys. So, and I, and they showed out. They Both of them showed out during the spring game. So offensively, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be fine. Um, I think, it's like I said, it's going to be Eli Brick Handler's show unless things change between now and September. Uh, that being said, defensively, um, I saw some really good things. Our secondary is ready. Um, our linebackers need some work, but that was expected considering the losses that we had. Um, and our defensive line, we probably could use some help there as well. But I think we're going to be able to fix those things as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the line. But I think the big thing that was a big push that I've noticed going into the spring game was that Coach Brown had no hesitation to sit players if they weren't academically eligible or academically ready. There's certain standards that they want. Um, and it looked like it was kind of not doing it, it started to go a certain direction towards the end of the of the Sam run, but not to the point of being um, in trouble, but right. to the point where it needs to keep an eye on it to be like, all right, we gotta correct it. Gotcha. Uh Coach Brown, defensive minded coach. Um okay. defensively. Did they uh how did how did the guys look? I mean, I know you said, you know, saying Eli was, you know, up and down the field. Was he just that good or was it like the defense was kind of you know lacking? Well, I, you know? I'll be I'll be honest, man. When the game first started, they didn't really play too much Eli. And then I learned later that the reason why is because they wanted to see the other guys. So the defense looked ahead, but whenever Eli was playing, Eli kind of did what he wanted. <laughs> Which but overall, I mean the, the secondary, like, they, they got, from the secondary standpoint, I mean, they got Prunty, who's pretty much, Prunty should get drafted going into this next upcoming year. Um, right. He's he's legit. Every conference that he's played in, he's played at a high level. When he was when he played for Kansas, when he played in the Big South, when he played, and, and when he played for the MEAC, he, he's big time. So from that standpoint, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be big time when he plays for the CAA next season. So I'm not worried about Prunty. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. But uh, defensively, I'm just—I think we just got to get beefier up front. I'm—I'm I'm very concerned from that standpoint. I'm gonna be honest. Like I, okay, based that, on what that I've was seen, we gotta get, yeah, yeah, we got to get beefier up front. That's the only concern okay. I have. Okay. Uh, with that being said, that you know, you say that's the, the pretty much the only concern. Um, size. Um, let me ask this, because it, it, it's those of you who are regularly attending HBCU nightly know that there's a slight little wager that you have on this upcoming season. 
uh, mm-hmm. with CAA, you know, as far as uh, uh, what is it that you guys have to win? What three games? Uh, yeah. Actually, you have a couple of wages, don't? No, I only got one. I got one official one right official. now. Me and okay. Markham, me and Markham are still trying to hammer it down. We're gonna do something. Like we just, it's looking like the one with me and Markham is gonna probably end up being. If we, um, I told him we should do like opponents. Like both of us is playing Townsend and uh, in Richmond, so we will do the records off of those two games. Okay. So we're gonna figure that out because he's playing. Like I, I told him, I was like, you're pretty much halfway into the CAA, bro. You're already playing four CAA teams, so you almost have, you're pretty much halfway there. Like you, you trying to he's trying Morgan State's trying to deny it, but y'all 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 are slowly but surely just taking the the many steps there. You know what I'm saying? You, you already. Facing half the half the half your schedule is is against them. So, uh, with that being said, second year in the uh, CAA, what are some things that you? Uh, I mean, first we still year. got some this, of the. Well, this is the first year football, second year for year everything football. else. Okay, this is okay. our first so, year in football. Okay, okay, so, oh, okay. I didn't realize. I thought this has been now. It's oh, been it's been know. like look. Let me like so for the folks who don't realize. So we left the MEAC to go into the Big South. Right. And I thought y'all we played the a, Big we South played and went to the CA. So we played one full year in the Big South. And okay. then we left the Big South to go to the CAA. We decided to stay in the Big South for football only and do CAA for everything else. That okay. was last season. So we've okay. been playing CAA and everything else. Volleyball, softball, baseball, basketball, everything else has been CAA. So this season is the first year that we're going to be playing CAA football because CAA football is separate. About half the teams in CAA football are football only. A lot of people don't realize that. So, like, so when I joke, when folks get mad at me when I say that, hey man, the CAA is really a basketball conference. People get defensive, but the reality it is, it, it kind of is. Like, half the teams, like College of Charleston, don't have a football team. They pay their basketball coach one point five million dollars. You're on mute, but y'all think you probably know that. Okay, you know that. All right. So, like, they pay their basketball team one one and a half million dollars. So, it all depends on how you you look at it. Um, And, you know, funny you say that. We just officially announced that we got a new basketball coach today. That was my – yeah, that was – Yeah. Um, Let's jump to that real quick. Uh, New coach, what do you know about him? What did you – how do you feel about the hire? Um, Monte Ross, I, I like the hire. Um, it pretty much is the same trend that they did with uh, when they hired Vincent Brown, right? Okay. And it's funny you say that because they they did a, a Aggie podcast prior to this show, mm-hmm. and they asked um, AD Earl Hilton about it. And the big thing that he said was, being an HBCU grad is not a requirement to be a head football to be a head coach here, but that's something that I look for because I I don't want to lose that. So Vincent Brown, Mississippi Valley State alum, has coaching experience in the CAA. Also coached at Howard, won a national championship at Richmond as an assistant coach. Coached all over the place. Monte Ross, Winston-Salem State alum, played basketball with Big House Gaines, was the teammate of Stephen A. Smith. So might see his screaming behind somewhere at our basketball games at some point. But he also coached at Delaware, St. John's, and other places. But while he was coaching that, he coached at Delaware for over a decade. He won that conference. He won the CAA. Took him to the NCAA tournament. So he knows how to win in that conference. So 
He understands the conference. So I, I like the hire from that standpoint. I just, I think the biggest concern I always have when it comes to A&T men's basketball is the level of patience. Just like anything else, right? It's so much I want to. And I'm, and I'm sorry for those of you watching. Uh, we going through this kind of fast. We've got, like I said, we've got several guests we're gonna bring on to talk about different spring games. But before we let you go, let's talk about the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Now, this is this is gonna be a faux pas because a lot of a lot of our watchers are more Saints fans. But let's let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Um, trade it up, number one pick. Uh-huh. What do we? What do you guys do with that? Until is that, a, is that CJ Stroud? Is that uh is that Bryce? Until yesterday that... I thought it was Stroud. Until mm-hmm. yesterday I thought it was Stroud, but now I'm starting to think it's gonna be Bryce Young. Okay. Okay. Um uh, weaponry around him. What do you do? Because uh DJ Moore was pretty much it for the most part. Um if I'm not mistaken, y'all got rid of Robbie mid season last year. Yeah, Robbie wasn't good for us last year either. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not gonna argue with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what did he do when he went to Arizona? Uh, but change his name again. Just saying, yeah. he ain't on the team now, is he? Just saying. Mm. We still paying um, him though. W- weapons so. though. What do you, what do you guys look at? Uh, oh, what, how so we y'all we we, uh, we picked up Adam Thielen, but I didn't expect him to be a number one. I like the pickup right. because of the experience. He's a phenomenal route runner from that standpoint, but he could definitely be a two. Um, and we also picked up DJ Chalk. Now, if DJ Chalk can stay healthy, he can ball. There's no question about that. That's, we got our speed guy. I can, if, completely agree. Yeah, if completely he if he agree. can stay healthy, he can ball. And I think we're not giving Terrence Marshall Jr. enough credit. Terrence Marshall Jr. really hasn't had enough opportunity. He was balling once they got rid of that other coast that we don't talk about that's out in Nebraska. So, you know, so... Hey, Once I don't know he if you got out of there. See over my shoulder. Yeah. Tell me about Terrence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so like I like to I, I think Terrence, I think he has the opportunity to, to take the next step this upcoming season. So for me, I, I expect a lot out of him coming up this season. So I think we're still gonna probably draft another wide receiver coming into this draft. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks want us, us to take one with the 39th pick, but in my humble opinion, we need to start thinking about who we should be taking, like we need edge rushers. We need a linebacker. There's other picks that we need. There's other places where we need to think about 39. But if the white route receiver falls, like Jose Flowers, if they make the decision to go with C.J. Stroud and his teammates sitting there at 39, I have no problem taking him. Like, so it all depends. Josh Downs, I like him as well. It all depends who's sitting there at 39. But if there's a couple guys I probably would prefer. Like, if Jack Campbell's sitting there at 39, it's going to be hard for me not to take him at 39. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, y'all definitely gonna have a, a plenty of options uh, at wide receiver. Um, this light, I think this class is pretty much loaded. It's gonna be some guys that mm-hmm. fall that should not fall this far. Um, well, I just and I was gonna talk about this tomorrow on the live show, but I guess the talk of the town right now is there's a lot of teams that only have one wide receiver as a first round grade. That tells mm-hmm. me that there's gonna be a lot of wide receivers chilling. Yeah, when we're sitting at thirty nine, right. which I'll take that personally. If that's the case. All right. But, I mean, overall, man, like, I know there's a lot of Saints fans in the room, and I'm just going to let you Saints fans know this. Y'all ain't winning this division. I'm just going to be clear when I say this. Y'all are not winning this division. Y'all are not winning this division. This The division's ours. It's going to be off for a little while. Just remember that your coach is Dennis Allen, and just keep that in mind. Just remember, oh, don't, don't, don't think 
Don't think Derek Carr. Just think Dennis Allen. Just just, just remember exactly. Dennis Allen. That's all you got to do. That's like, exactly if you want, you can just swap time. it with Matt Rule. Well, he's not, but I'll give Dennis that. He is bad as Matt Rule, but you can just think you don't have a good coach. It's just, just and I can relate because I just sat with a bad one for two or three years. It's been torture. God. Look, man, ever since I started PNP, I've only seen one playoff season. All right. It's been a while. Been suffering for a little while, okay? It's been a minute. <sighs> Dave, Dave, Dave. You had to remind me about this. I, you, I have to you always to remind. remind. Look, listen, listen. Big Q, when we do the round table, shout out to my boy Big Q. I have to remind him about Dennis Allen, too. Because he talks a lot about all this talent he has, and I have to remind him that he has to coach at some point, and I know who your coach is. I can say that we have the best coach in the division. And he hasn't coached in the division. Yeah, I could say it. Oh uh, man, I had to think about who a coach. Oh, uh, dog! Steve Wilkes might have been the best coach in that division last year, and he showed up halfway through the season. <laughs> don't get me started about Steve Wilkes and, and how he got how they did him. Look, so man, but anyway, I wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't happy about it. But the moment that I knew the moment that I knew that the the cokehead decided to uh, to fire right, I knew he was coming to us. Yeah. I knew it was just a matter. It was not a matter. It was a matter of time. Yeah. Like, well, they, like like Wilkes would have to take us to the Super Bowl, bro. I'm just keeping it a buck. I know how this works. Yeah, yeah the NFC the NFC South gonna be it's gonna be terrible for for a while. Um but man, Dave, man, I appreciate it. I, I hate I hate that I know you got you a know, lot of AT questions. Yeah, we gonna we gonna get to them though. We're gonna get to them. We'll we definitely gonna have you back, talk with you. Uh, get this thing going, but definitely appreciate you coming through uh, and dropping. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. All right, man. So you can catch me on Twitter. My channel's right here at ChampD1012. I pretty much talk about HBCU sports there. I'll talk mainly Panthers, video games, as you can see behind me, whatever there. But the show is Panther Nation Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're the largest independent show that covers the Carolina Panthers. You can catch us there. Uh, at Panther Nation Podcast, um, on Twitter at Panther Nation PC, but we pretty much go live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so just catch us. I'm going solo tomorrow. I'm going to have my boy Giraffe HBCU player, my brother G, Coach G, with me doing a show with me tomorrow since I'm going solo tomorrow, but me and my partner Rashad have been doing this for close to seven years at this point. It's been a fun ride. You know, we got to interview Steve Smith Sr., so, and that interview's up there for you guys to check out, so just go ahead and check it out. Panther Nation Podcast, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Well, Dave, I don't want to say because uh, they, they, they Panthers, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be I, one I, team I, in that division's got to make the playoffs, my brother. One team has to make the playoffs. That's I, the rules. I'm I'm gonna say this: the NFC South is gonna be who doesn't lose the most. It's not gonna be who wins the most. Who doesn't lose the most? But eight wins is gonna win that division. Seven might win it, but seven. We'll see. Damn, they won it last year. Yeah. <laughs> But, Dave, again, appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our good friend, Dave, from PNP, that is the Panther Nation PC. Uh, thank you for coming through. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got our boys, we got our fellas, the men from Swagging the Food coming through. Welcome. G ESPN and my man J Max, welcome to 
HBC, y'all. Appreciate y'all coming through, man. Let's do it. <laughs> What's up? What's going, What's going on? on? That's good. J Max, man. Welcome. Uh, been trying to get in. We know uh, schedule always conflict. Glad to, you know what I'm saying, meet you. Uh, I just want to let you know. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'll let you know. G ate all your portion of the chicken at Swag Media Day. And uh, <laughs> and if you want it seconds, he ate them too. God, Tow it up. He got that. Tow it up. Well, fellas, man, uh, welcome. Uh, spring game. Al, uh, you know what I'm saying? Alcorn. Mm -hmm. Southern. Well, at least one of y'all school. I heard real good things about about the spring game. With the other school, the other school, they was like, I don't know what Dooley doing now. There, that's all I'm say. <laughs> <laughs> we got only time will tell. Yeah, but uh, man, tell us. Uh, let me let me let me start with you, uh, G, because we did hear like really good things about Tyler making. Uh, what you know, saying saying he he might be what you know, saying what y'all was missing last year. Yeah. Uh, said the offense flowed very well. Um, I didn't hear much about the defense, but tell us what you know, saying what you saw. I thought the defense stole the show. Uh, defense was much better than offense, in my opinion. I thought we called that crackhead deep. Everybody to the rock, everybody get to the rock. We call it crackhead deep. So I thought, uh, our deep return mostly everybody deep, whole defensive line came back. So it was just dominant. It was just. And we split the teams, though. We drafted teams. So, uh, our offensive line, I feel like it's not that deep. And so, they, they can even get defensive deeper, uh, another advantage with our defensive line being so deep and veteran. They just dominated the whole game, in my opinion. They just they just dominated. That defensive line was – we had freshmen out there. We had a dude, Kayvon Henderson. He a freshman. Uh, he, supposed to be, he supposed to be a prone right now. He's 17 years old. And he had a good spring game. So, uh, I, thought, I thought the defense stole the show. The score was 7-2. to So, I thought the defense show, stole the show. Okay. Okay, Jay, tell us about uh Southern. Uh, what did it look like? You know, because all jokes aside, um, last year, the story that most people, you know, so outside of the the program, just kind of outside looking in, they kept saying was the wrong quarterbacks playing, the wrong quarterbacks playing, and then come SWAC championship, the right quarterback played, but it was too late. Yeah, uh, but what did you see at the spring game that you know saying maybe that was encouraging? Uh, yeah, it was encouraging that he moved on, but we wish him the best. Um, but I will say, as far as being at the spring game, we still got we're in a big quarterback battle. We got three quarterbacks that, uh, I think talking to Dooley, he said if he had to pick a starter tomorrow, it'd probably be uh, Blood. Uh, we got Noah, Noah has a strong arm that's the transfer that's from New York, but came from Grambling, Noah Biden. He uh he got a strong arm, but he he trusts his strength instead of his reads. If that makes sense, you know, like if I know I got a strong arm, I'm gonna try to get it through there instead of reading your progressions and stuff like that. We got a transfer kid from a uh, UAB who's from Baton Rouge. I think he just doesn't know the playbook yet. He doesn't know the playbook. The bright side is, um, I think when G get back on him, I'm, I'm gonna ask him the uh the stat for it, but. Another thing that we need, I'm going to backtrack, come back to that. Another thing we that was a weakness was uh, our O-line. But I think that's just all across the swag. Okay. It's hard to find good O-line. Mm -hmm. So that, 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 that was the weakness. And um, 
our second team. Now, on defense, we nice. That first team, D, they ready. But you can see a big drop-off when that second team came. It was like, ah, ah, come on now. So we just, uh, like like G said, for our D-line, our D-line nice. I, I'm really shocked uh, Coach did a good job of, of developing these linebackers we have. But, uh, G, what's the, what's the quarterback name? What, what, what's his uh, rank in the one from Scottsdale? Zay, he was a uh, number one FCS recruit. Zay, yeah, Zay so we got him. So, so I'm interested in seeing when he come on, how that how that's gonna shake up the quarterback battle, and he left it too. Okay. I know I ain't something, but I think Zay might start. I'm high on Zay. I watched him all them years in, in, in Scottsdale. I think Southern got a steal for Zay. I feel like that quarterback room is wide open. Wide open. Uh, let me ask this. Uh, Running back, uh, all corn. If I'm not mistaken, the the you know what I'm saying scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt on the streets. The word on the street. Uh, running backs look good. It's like all you know what I'm saying. They like, hey, you know what I'm saying. All corn gonna be all right. Um, what say you? I guess I put it like that. Say it again. So what's what? What you say? What say you? Oh yeah, I mean our running backs. We we got a, a real good running back room. Um, Nico Duffy, uh, Jarvion Howell. We this year we kind of moved Nico Duffy. He was our because he's in line to be our leading um rusher all time at Alcorn. But Jarvion came in last year and it's just like you, you got to play Jarvion. You got to play him. So we've been moving Nico around. We had him in the slot return game. Had him on some jet sweeps. So we've been moving him around. And we got another running back, Javante Leatherwood, who ran hard too in the spring. So I think um running backs one of our deeper rooms all, all together. I think uh, Jarvion might have had four carries. Everybody like get him out. We know what he can do. Get him out of here. Don't get him hurt. Get him out of there. So he might have had four, five cans. That was it. Mm. All right. Let me ask this, uh, Jay. Um, a lot of teams built their roster differently. Some people used the portal. Some people used uh, JUCO. Some people did, you know what I'm saying, let's bring in high school, you know what I'm saying, freshmen, and, I mean, high school uh, players and, and just develop them. How did Southern, you know what I'm saying, rebuild their roster? Dooley is a big JUCO guy. He a big JUCO guy, transport portal guy. He like these kids that's uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it like this. He likes those kids that we think are already developed. But to me, I I rather get a freshman in in high school and develop him on how I want to coach him. You know. Gotcha. But he he definitely he gonna get in that transfer portal. He gonna work that system. But he he's been that type of way from from his days at Grambling and UAPB. He that's that's what he does. He he gonna get in that uh tra transfer portal in that in that in that JUCO. Uh, world out there, that's that's what he do. All right, what about uh defensive wise? How did Southern look? Defense, we look good. Like I said earlier, uh, it was just a big drop from first team to second team. Um, our linebackers, they 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 look excellent. Uh, coach, coach, I forgot his name right now. Uh, who's that grammar? What's his name? G, help me out. Ty Graves, Graves, Graves. Yeah, Graves. Coach Graves doing an excellent job with those guys. Cause last year that was the week. That was the weakness of our defense. But this year, the boys was flying around. But like I say, it's just a big drop from your first and your second team. Once they say they'll call a blitz with the first team, pressure, pressure, pressure. They'll call a blitz with the second team. Like, it's still four <laughs> people. <laughs> where, where the pressure coming, you know? So yeah. it, it's just a big drop. Now, if we if we if we stay injury free, we're gonna be dangerous. But you know, you gotta have some good depth behind that. All right. Uh G, what's some uh for 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 y'all, man, for for Alcorn, what's something that um you still think y'all need to work on or or, or, or a position group y'all need to 
I guess you could say uh build up, you know what I'm saying, by before you know what I'm saying summer workouts come on. Oh, I say wide receivers. Uh we lost uh four wide receivers last year. And in the spring, you know, Mac don't play by them grades. So he held one of our guys out the whole spring. And um other guy, lead receiver Ontario Hunt, he had a little hip um a routine surgery. So he, he didn't play in the spring. So the receivers was what we were lacking it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be in a portal. I'm just gonna be honest. We're gonna be in a portal, uh, we're gonna be getting some more. He gave some of the younger guys some time developing. He wasn't happy with the way they came through the spring. So we're gonna be in the portal trying to get some receivers and uh hopefully we can get some. All right. Uh let me I, I want to switch this. We can go back to football, but I want to switch this to basketball real quick. Jay, y'all just got a new head coach. Yeah, we got a new head coach, and, and I know it's my turn, but man, them Braves up there, they making me nervous. What's <laughs> <laughs> the bad Yeah, I I saw I saw G post something about, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, he's a uh uh Bussy, he, he got some working, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm, so I'm gonna ask him about that. But I knew y'all got a new head coach, so yeah. my co host has been, um, he has been clamoring for uh, he was the coach at Scotlandville. Um, uh, god, what's the guy's name? Carlos, Carlos Sample. Sample. there you <laughs> go. He said that he would love to see him as y'all head coach, but now you know, saying y'all got a head coach, he said, but he could still end up on that staff. <laughs> That, look, that's the word on the street. Yeah. The word on the street is he 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 gonna be on the staff. But a lot of people don't know Coach uh, Sample is um, our AD's brother, his half brother. Right. So I don't know how that how that affect in how that'll play in if he was to just give him the outright uh, head, head coaching job. But I will say this: this new coach that we have with with Sample on the um, bench as well, they've been in that community, and and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Louisiana is heavy in the AAU world, so they got like a lot. And we got like Jeff Jones, not uh, different high school coaches in Louisiana that's like teaming up to make sure we could get some of those highly touted recruits to come to Southern University in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people don't they when we think about Louisiana. A lot of times people think football. They don't look at the basketball side of things. Um, we're starting to see a lot of that talent is starting to come back home. I know that um, uh, Jalen Cook is leaving Tulane, going back to LSU. Yeah. Uh, What's the other one? Jordan Wright uh, leaving yeah. Vanderbilt, going back to LSU. Yeah. Uh, but that's not it. I mean, not everybody can go to LSU. Yeah, person keeps of... in the in the in the port. I want to say. Is? I, let he me fact be. check that. Let me fact check. He, that. Might, he might be. He might be. He might be. So that's a lot. Listen, if 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 Southern can get that talent to stay home, yeah, I mean, y'all was in first place for a long time during the season, and then. Hey. Them big bad braids came and took over, and then all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying I don't know, well, grambling, yeah, yeah. old Texas Southern, and old Texas yeah. Southern just do what they do, don't they? Oh, do they, they do. wait for the tournament? Hey, them, hey, they they fell asleep. They ain't wake up till you know, what I'm saying, they, hey, they was like, <laughs> they won't wake up in the first game against us. I say, now nah, you won't wake up. Yeah. Out of all the weeks you want to wake up, you wait till we play us and wake up. Yeah, they. Hey. <laughs> it's our time. Yeah. All right, let's go. But yeah, man. Um, all right, we can still back. I I just want to talk before we go back because we did you did bring up about them big bad break. G, tell us about what's some some of the things y'all doing on the basketball side. Oh, we just got a uh, we got a transfer guard. Um, uh, guys, for Gamble is his last name from Prairie View. He was one of their leading schools. Just committed to us today. Um, our head coach came from Prairie View, so this is the third year in a row 
we just stole one of their players from Prairie View. Uh, so we got we got another kid in Prairie View, and we uh we're working on another uh, a big kid uh a post player we're trying to get in now. So uh, he just, he just steadily worked. He was up. He was actually up for a few jobs. So I was scared at one point, but he he went on and uh, came on back. So we excited. Hopefully, he for one more year. Yeah, um, it's been a lot of, especially with the transfer portal. It's been a lot of movement. Uh, we just saw uh, the kid from um, what's his name, Jatoa, J- Jatona. Oh, he he came from Florida, but he went to Tennessee State. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, big kid. Um, and like I said, uh. People are making moves and like, hey, I'm gonna go home or I'm gonna go somewhere else and 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 play and get on this on this stage and and saying, you know, it's not so much a I need to play for Kentucky or Duke. It's more like right. I'm gonna play for somebody who's competitive and you know what I'm saying and still get looks. So um, I don't know. It's 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 got to be beneficial for HBCUs at this point. We just got to take advantage. Got to. Got to, take advantage. Got to. We got to sell our culture too. Like uh, I, I I tell G. Um, I forgot what our record was this year against uh, who, who, who Northwestern is? What that is? Something? Who that is? Uh, Southland. 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 Oh man, we was either competing or beating a lot of those schools, and, and we just got to get our kids to see. Hey man, look, we we could compete. We could hang with those ULMs of the world, those those Northwesterns, those Mackinies. Mm-hmm. You know, we could compete. So just give us a shot. Come on home. Yeah, that that uh that Pac twelve uh swag challenge or whatever they had. Hey, it's a lot of people might be changing their minds about playing and uh <laughs> playing against yep. the swag, but uh yeah, it, it was that was definitely beneficial. Uh, but man, let me let me jump back real quick, football real quick before we before we you know what I'm saying let y'all go. Uh, first off, again, thank y'all for coming through. Yeah, Appreciate y'all for coming through. Um. What is some? I know you talked about uh, Jay. You talked about the the depth. What is some else that you may may concern you a little bit? You know, what I'm saying going into summer workouts. Uh, O line, that O line, that O line, that O line. That that's 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 the heartbeat of the team, honestly. O line, and and I was I was critical about this other group on um on our show the other day, and that's our kicking, our special teams. You know, it's, it's three phases to the game. So it's, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. And the other day, our special teams just was a little rocking. You know, uh, we, we we was, our snaps was high. We wasn't putting it down on field goal. We didn't need to come down. Um, my punter, he just wasn't consistent for me. Now, he could boot that thing. He could boot it, but we just needed him to boot it consistently. Um, so that, that that's one of the areas, because, you know, if you flip that field, you can win the game easily. You flip that field. A lot of people don't know how big it is. When you can yeah. flip that field and get that ball all the way down to the other side, now they got to go 80, 90 yards to get back. That's a that's 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 big. That's big. And those three points matter as well. So um, especially for my parlays. But <laughs> you just but don't, yeah, you uh, don't know how many bad beats we don't have. Man, uh, I didn't say uh, about our running back, but we got Kobe Dillon back. So we okay. should have a lot of options. And I, I like our receivers. I like our running backs. But not, we got to either have time to throw it or we got to be able to block. And that's just what it come down to. O-line, we got to get right. All right. Uh, G, before, you, before we let y'all go, what's, um, what you most looking forward to summer workouts as far as uh, as the team? Something that they improved is, hey, we good. Uh, I, I'm going to go just like offensive line. Um, okay. I think that's that's probably swag wide. 
like I said, in the spring game, we kind of split them up, and we already don't have much depth. So once we split them up, it was like, you know, a couple times, Tyler Maker was running for his life. But I, I was just happy to see that he can move. I'm like, okay, he, <laughs> he, he, get, he can get out of there and do something with the ball. But uh, a lot of times, he's running for his life. But it, it's good, I think, having a mobile quarterback that's going to take some of the pressure off the offensive line. We hadn't had a mobile quarterback. And I think all corn is all corn is when we have a mobile quarterback. And, and Tyler Maker is electric. He he, he dynamic. He can, he can take it. He can take it 80. He may be one of the fastest players we have on the team. He he he's he can fly. So um, have him back to agent zero. I think it'll take some pressure off the offensive line, but I still need the offensive line, like I say, to protect and make some holes. Gotcha. All right, well, fellas, um, uh, I'm gonna let y'all, you know, what I'm saying plug plug the swag and the food, man. Tell the tell the people what they can find. Well, that's ESPN. You know, I'm Jay Max. We got. We got Al, Al do the baseball. So if y'all about swag baseball as well, check us out. Uh, that's going to be swagging S-W-A-C apostrophe N A fool on all platforms, right, G? Yeah, yeah, all platforms. So make sure you put S-A-W-S-W-A-C apostrophe N A fool swagging the fool. And really, bro, we just, we, hey, right now we're being professional, but we get, we, we cut something on the show now. We, we cut something. <laughs> so if you want some good laughter mixed in with some good info, because we know what we're talking about, hey, come come check us out. And we definitely want to thank you for having us as well. Thank you, thank you. Always, man, bro. Y'all know, you know, so GR know he got a seat over at the house, man. He know he can come through. And y'all talking about y'all being professional. Y'all ain't have to be professional. <laughs> yeah, not not for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, we be, we be wondering how clean we can be. We know we like to just come on and yeah, you know we got <laughs> we we cut up, we cutting up. We begin we begin cussed out on uh TikTok too for stuff we be saying about Dion. So we y'all say whatever you want to say. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> Look, who who you got your early predictor coming in next season? Oh, to, to win the sweat. There you go, being messy. There you go. All right, so. We're gonna call it the way too early prediction. I wanna I wanna lean into the fam you. I wanna lean to the fam you because at I've said it several times. Fam you is always that if this had to happen, they would have did this team. They they have been that for the last two years. Yeah. Um I'm starting to I'm starting to believe in this hype over, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in Lorman. I'm starting to believe it because uh Somebody will tell it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Zach from Blue Bloods came out. He was like, "Hey, they they might be right." My they boy Blue, my boy yeah. Blue. Hey, my boy he Blue said, know what he's about now. I, I, exactly. He said, "I was like, hmm, okay, okay." Um, I think the West gonna be wide open still, though. I think it's gonna come down to the last week or two it ain't gonna be as wild as last year where it's gonna come yeah. down to the body i don't think it's gonna come to the body but i think it'll be i think it'll be open i think the east is gonna be competitive i just don't know for sure i think i still think fam you gonna take it so but i, I think it's gonna be fam you and Alcorn in the, in the swag championship right now so i'll take that i'll take that i'll take that i'll take that i just it's just how I feel, man. And I'm tell I'm tell you who I who I want who I'm rooting for, and I I want to see them. I just don't I just don't know if it's gonna happen. That's Texas Southern. Andrew Biden, Texas Southern. Yeah, yeah. 
I just don't know if he got to get back healthy. Right now, he had he ain't played in the spring. He had a little injury, so yeah. it's gonna be all about him getting back healthy. Yeah, he's a big ball. <laughs> yeah, they um, gotta get over that hump. Yeah, I think they coach know that too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, man, appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, I will say, uh, Coach E. Rob was right. I'm gonna just say that. Throw that out there. <laughs> and uh, appreciate y'all coming through, man. We're gonna have right, listen. Definitely catch up with y'all, man. All right, bro. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the guy, the fellas from Swacking the Food. All right, next up, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this, but we got we got a double header. We're gonna have to bring in two of the two of the best voices of uh HBCU coverage. We got my man Albie Score, <laughs> Jamie Walker, <laughs> back with us. And the uh, Abbey Award winner himself, Mr. Mo Carter. Welcome back to HBCU All Fellas. Thank y'all for coming through again. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, listen. So, Mo, I was trying to find a. I, I was gonna put a picture of Abby on your picture, but I, I, I couldn't. I ain't know what it looked like, so I was just gonna put. I was gonna put the Oscar on there. I said, you know what? I ain't gonna. Even, I ain't gonna even do that. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, you don't want to get me in trouble or whatever because, you know, there are rules and regulations to, to these things and people could actually, like, come and do some things to me with that. So I uh, appreciate you just keeping it simple. <laughs> All right. And look, if you, if, and look, if you actually want to see what it looks like, just go on my Twitter, at Mo Carter 554. Yeah. Go back a few weeks. There's a lovely picture of that trophy, another lovely picture of my wife and I, and you can actually listen to the speech as well. Which was a huge actually, shout out to a lot of people, including the swag. I actually did listen to the uh, to the speech. I did. Somebody said, "I am swag," and I was like, "Ooh, well, uh, yep, shots, shots, shots." <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what's good, man? Man, I can't call it, sir. I can't call it. How how are you doing, man? I'm just happy to be here, and you know, man. happy to, to to speak. You know, some Division two football. You know yeah. how it is. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna ask this. Just say, just you can just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Mario Brothers. Should I go see it? Thumbs All right. up. All right. Thumbs All right. Up. We good. We thumbs good. Up. Yes. All right. Because somebody Mario said Mario Brothers is good. Yes. Somebody said gave me a, 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 a gave it a bad review, and I was like, I don't know. But it <laughs> might have been the same person who gave Creed three a bad review. Creed three was good in my opinion, at least. In my really? I haven't seen it yet, man. I actually so. True story. I actually, because I hadn't seen Creed 2. So I was like, I got to go watch Creed 2 before I see Creed 3. And it's on Amazon Prime. So I went and watched Creed 2 on Amazon Prime and then got up and went and saw Creed 3. So, and it was well worth it. I I would go back and see it again. Okay. Definitely will go back and see it again. But, Ooh. fella, let me get, get to, to what I got, you know what I'm saying, ask you guys to be on for. Uh, Mo, uh, Coach Maynard. He's had a hard job, and it seems like it's been four seasons, but it's just been one uh, without a kill glass, and people have been trying to fill that hole. Uh, we saw it, well, where you posted, there was some beautiful passes by Langford, Xavier Langford. Uh, has he found that chemistry? Does it, you know, is it the competition still there, or, or, or is it kind of like, nah, we, you know what I'm saying, we're going to stick with him? Competition is definitely still there, but you have to give your uh, kudos to 
the quarterback room for creating competition. And then you also have to give kudos to Xavier Lankford for taking advantage of his time during the spring to improve in several areas that he needed to do so. I mean, Coach Manor, you know, gave him a lot of compliments. Coach Jason Mai, the QB coach, also complimented him on taking advantage of the offseason workouts and working on chemistry with the uh, wide receivers and leading the white squad to a 30-8 to eight victory on Saturday in which they had to brave the elements as mm, yeah. well. Of course, you know, if you were paying attention to the Masters over the weekend, you saw how bad the weather was. Well, just think about this. That weather had to come through Huntsville before it went to Augusta, Georgia. So, yeah, it was a rough day on the elements. But, you know, Langford showed out, and you you got to give him some props with that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not willing to say he's about to be named the starting quarterback on tomorrow, but he has definitely taken several steps forward to potentially being that starter when AM takes on Vanderbilt in their season opener. Mm. Take it on Vandy. Um, a year or two ago, I might have been like, AM got a chance, but Vandy with Clark Lee has changed. They're not, Vandy ain't Vandy. They ain't your granddaddy, Vandy. <laughs> so, no. um, but I that, that should still be a, you know what I'm saying, a good uh, litmus test for, for uh, Coach Maynard. Uh, Jamie, coming off. Uh, SIAC championship. Uh, Benedict is back. How how did Coach Barry have the guys looking? Well, you know, Mo talked about the weather system that actually came through Huntsville. Well, I drove smack dab in the middle of it. Um, they weren't even sure if they were going to even play that game. Um, because it was supposed to be a bunch of events that went along with it. They canceled most of those, but um, you know. Give Coach Barry his credit. He wanted to see how those fellas would do in those kind of elements. And um, so they they spent about an hour actually playing that game. And what you saw was um, looking up and down that roster, uh, they, of course, lost Eric Phoenix uh, to the transfer portal. And he hadn't, you know, caught on with another squad yet. Um, but he has um, r- three really good quarterbacks. Um, Xavier Foster is probably the leader in the clubhouse. Um, you know, it's been rumored during spring practice that he's looked the best so far running the squad. Um, but I tell you what, he has a couple other signal callers too, that's fully capable that played the other day in Zayshawn Rice and Kendall McCoy. And and when you're looking at them, um, the way they divided the squads was basically, you know, you take the first team offense, first team defense, you know, and, and just had them go against each other, but really spirited scrimmage. You could see their potential. Uh, and what they're able to do. I don't think they'll lose too much um, with a dynamic person like Eric Phoenix was to that squad last year. Uh, But they have a lot coming back. They have a very full running back room. Um, Right now, what's in question really is is twofold. Um, Number one, they are down uh, three offensive line starters. And so, you know, they graduated. So that, that will have to gel. Uh, the other part is really that offensive staff. Uh, one, their offensive coordinator from last year has gone on to the Kansas City Chiefs now, uh, which is which is great, um, is outstanding. So they had to replace um, running back coach, OC. So, you know, having them gel. But um, a lot of hiring they did, actually, and he spoke of Jonathan Williams, um, a player he had, uh, a coach he coached with at Southern University, is on his staff now. And so – you know, when you're talking about just knowing who Shinnis Berry is, hey, you have somebody there that, you know, coached alongside him. 
he doesn't predict much fall off on the offensive staff. He's just, you know, for him, you know, it's one day at a time going one and oh, um, as he continues saying. So I think, you know, right now they look pretty good. Now, Benedict, as good as they were offensively, dominated defensively last year. Uh, what did the defense look like coming back this year in, in, in year two? Flying to the ball, man. Uh, same thing. Those defensive tackles they had, uh, Luba Danellis along with John Hannibal, uh, are, are coming back. They're replacing some ends, but I tell you what, they have about eight deep. They're about eight deep on that defensive line. Uh, of players that had some experience last year, and you're talking about the full complement of starters. 15 players total um, starters are coming back on that team, and that entire defensive staff is coming back as well. So they already have some continuity there. They're a po- they are are poised to win that SIAC once again. Uh, it's just a matter of what they do on the offensive side. But defensively, they're going to be hard to run against. They can rush the passer, and they can defend on the back end as well um, with J. Ron Kilpatrick coming back as well. Mo, let me ask this. Uh, we mentioned, or, or you mentioned, uh, Maroon versus White. How did they have – how was that broken down? Was it like first team – Offense versus first team defense, and then, um, or or shall I say, first team offense paired with second team defense versus first team defense paired with second team offense, or or how was that broken down? All right, so every single thing you just said, none of those things were correct. <laughs> yeah, so here's here's what happens. Um, so last Saturday they had a scrimmage. On Sunday, Coach Maynard was like, I guess you could say, the commissioner of Alabama A and M football. And they held a draft. So he put um, his offensive coordinator, well, acting OC, and another head defensive guy together along with the DC and the offensive coach together. And they selected every single player that was on both the Maroon or on the white squad. And the way you had to go with it is, let's say the Maroon squad selected a running back, then the white squad has to select the running back to kind of keep it even. Doesn't mean it has to be first team, a second team, or a third teamer. It's just you draft, you know, based on what the positions is. And, you know, they went through the draft. And then from there, the practices through this past week leading up to the Maroon and white game the white team practice on one field the maroon team practice on another field and then that's how they all came together so for instance on offense your offensive line may have the starting center along with maybe the second team guards um the right tackle may be a third teamer while the left tackle may be a first teamer and it's a true evaluation of every single person's talent as they go through the motions for the scrimmage. And then it's easier to really give a lot of feedback to groups and individuals. So that's how they uh, do their scrimmage. And really, that's how they've done it, I think, since Coach Maynard has been here. Wow. That's um, that's different. I actually like that a lot more. Um, you said acting OC. Uh, Coach Taylor still not back, or is he, he... – yeah, Coach Taylor has not returned back to campus as of yet. Coach Manager said, hey, you know, I'm just giving him a little time or whatever after some things that went off with the uh, the XFL. And, you know, when he gets back, he gets back. In the meantime, there are other people that are capable of calling the schemes in place. Yeah. Um, I hate that, how that kind of transpired with them. Um, because they seem like they, as far as the, the XFL team, the Vipers, they were always – poises they would get out to a big lead or they would you know have a lead then all of a sudden they would lose and then he'd end mm-hmm. up becoming the scapegoat and now people are saying oh looks how, how much better the offense is i'm like but 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as uh Jamie, let me ask you, uh Benedict, as far as the I mean, with the weather and stuff, um, I know that played a big part, actually, probably in both games, uh, the crowd that came out. Um I'm, I'm, it, and it sounds like the way it sounds, uh, in in uh, South Carolina was a lot worse uh, than than uh, Huntsville or, or normal Alabama. Uh, but did they have a, a decent sized crowd, or is it kind of because of the weather? It was just no. The the weather definitely played uh, played a factor in uh, the crowds. I mean, it, it was literally pouring down, raining, um, and I got there early. Uh, I got there maybe ten o'clock. And so it poured from the time I got there until literally game time, which uh, was kicked off about one o'clock um, Eastern. And, and what ended up happening was crowds started coming in later, but I, but it was more so just observing what was going on around the area, not really filing into the um, into the stadium like that. But I will tell you who did come. Um, success is definitely breeding um, new lookers because it was several recruits there several um i would say anywhere from 20 to 30 so it was one of those things where you know people are looking at this at the school and saying okay i want to be part of this of this benedict tiger squad um when you look at the success from last year even though they didn't have the playoff success that they that you you know were looking for um and being the number one seed uh, i think the way they do things and you know coach barry we interviewed him uh afterwards and he talked about the way that the community has embraced this squad and embraced those individuals. And so just the way he does things, if you listen to Chenis Berry, he sounds like a Baptist preacher. I mean, he, he just does. He sounds like he's, he's preaching all the time. And so, you know, he has his cliches. He has those things where, you know, he, he, he's, you know, preaching to those kids and, but they are buying what he's saying and the buy-in is real. Um, it's nothing fake. Uh, you can see how, you know, infectious he was even at the Legacy Bowl um, in New Orleans in, in February. Like, their team won, but you can see just how, you know, infectious he is and how they embrace what he what he preaches even in that short period of time. So with all those returners coming back, this squad is poised to win this, um, win this conference again or at least be back in the championship. Now, the format's changed a little bit uh, with them not having divisions anymore. Uh, so we'll see how that you know, ends up, but Benedict is poised to make another run. Mo, let me ask you kind of same question. Um, I, I think by the time the game was, uh, cause I know I had to, I ended up having to go to muscle shows. Um, so it was, it stopped raining, but it was misting and cold. Um, did the crowd show? Cause I know Alabama and them planned a, a, a whole day of events with the car show, the softball game. I think it was a doubleheader with the softball game and uh, baseball. So did the crowd show up or did the weather kind of keep people away as well? So, yeah, Alabama A&M had a lot of things going on. It was going to be spring game followed by the baseball game, followed by softball, the car show later on that evening. And it was also a huge high school recruiting week. So you look at the stands, clearly there were some there were some fateful few that were in the stands for sure. <laughs> 
um, you know, lots of parents for the most part who, you know, braved the weather, braved the elements. And of course, on top of it raining and misting, it was cold too as right. well, man. Like it was definitely in the fifties. Um, now baseball got rescheduled as far as like what the swag is doing to like reschedule a bunch of games that got called off this past weekend. And I think softball is going to do the same coming up. But one thing I will tell you is that that high school recruiting weekend, if you go back and look on some of the Alabama A&M University social media posts for Facebook, Instagram, or um, or Twitter, man, the event center was packed with potential Bulldogs who, you know, got a chance to get their financial aid information, hear from the president, hear from, you know, various other folks. I just wish that those people would have been able to come over to the football game all in all, but look, I totally understand, you know, if you don't want yeah. to brave the elements in certain situations, I totally get it. So, yeah, you know, had it been sunny, a whole lot of those folks would have been inside of Lewis Cruz Stadium, but there was a decent amount of people who did uh, make their way to Lewis Cruz Stadium and also had a few former players, including one, Aquil Glass, who was roaming the sidelines as well. Mm. Um, I guess the question is um, – the offensive identity for AM this year. Last year they had to more rely more on the run. Um we know what it was under glass. We know. Uh, but is Coach Maynard looking to more go more towards uh let's you know saying ground and pound and open up the pass, or is he more looking to hey, whatever happens, happens? I think it's a little bit more of whatever happens, happens, but I'll also lean to more of a balance attack. And what I say by that is this. Um, I was very impressed with not only what Lankford did, but also I was impressed with their rushing attack on the white team, which featured um, number 20, Kenny Wilkins, and also number 30, DJ Moffitt. Like those guys were toting the rack all day getting two, three yards before they even were getting touched most of the way. Shout out to the white team offensive line for, you know, for making that happen. And one interesting thing about, you know, Moffitt and also um, with Wilkins is that they bring different styles to the table to go along with, you know, the starting running back from last year, Donovan Eaglin. So, you know, when you kind of look at it, I mean, they've got a pretty good running back room, probably one of the better running back rooms they've had under Coach Maynard since there. So I would not be surprised that they try to rely on that rushing attack, you know, to try to throw some people off here and there until the passing game can kind of supplement that in, in most cases. And what I mean by that is clearly Langford, you know, seem to have the chemistry going with some of the other wide receivers. I think he'll kind of probably be a front runner for the um, summer competition at quarterback. Quincy Casey really didn't practice this much during spring. Um, he had an injury, and they decided to hold him out. So we'll see what happens or whatever with him. And then they had the transfer from Buffalo who came in. And, you know, I think he's still trying to grasp the system um, just a little bit. Then on top of that, they've got a grad transfer quarterback coming from Northern Illinois who has played, you know, meaningful snaps for Northern Illinois in the past. And then they're really high on this uh, freshman quarterback that's six foot five that will be here like first week of June, if I'm not mistaken. So – Lots of guys um, going to be in that QB room. It's just a matter of who's going to get in there and, you know, find a way to win some games, but also run the offense efficiently. Coach Maynard will tell you each and every day, look, Quill Glass ain't walking back through that uh, door. His little brother's on the team, but he plays tight end. So with that being said, yeah. He can't, man, he he can't just, 
You know what I'm saying? A little bit. <laughs> I actually asked him that. He said, nah, man, he, he, he's good at tight end for the most part. So with that being said, he's just looking for a guy who can just, you know, win them some games or whatever yeah. from the QB spot. And I mean, do I think that the current QB that we saw on Saturday that you know, was lighting up in Lank- Xavier Lankford, you know, do I think he can make those things happen? I really do. He just has to eliminate the mistakes. And that's one thing we saw. He really did keep the mistakes to a minimum on uh, Saturday. It's just a matter of can he now go from being in a high place to continuing that through preseason camp and then into the season. You know, that's something that we're just going to have to continue to watch out for. All right. Uh, let me ask this. Um, what's something that, that you saw that they may or, or that Coach Manning may have addressed that they may want to improve on going into summer? As far as what uh, I guess you a, a quote unquote weakness. Um, so he said that he's gonna look at the transfer portal once it opens up in May and he's gonna try to fill some other needs. Um, I still think they need another linebacker who has some experience to kind of go along with you know the depth they've already got on that defensive line and offensive line. You know, I know a lot of people are making a big deal about how he signed all these old linemen and D linemen like two years ago. Now those young men are either experienced or they've been on the squad to know what's at stake. So I think that's going to be a big portion of that. Along with those things in the trenches, I think he may be shooting for another DB or two because when I looked at the DBs on Saturday, some guys made some pretty good plays. Some guys came up, made some big tackles. But I noticed there was a heavy rotation on both sides, white team and maroon team, when it comes to, you know, DBs. Keep in mind, you know, these are guys that could either be first, second, or third team, and they were rotating them in in and out. So I don't know if they're actually stable in the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if I do see a DB or two, you know, hop into the transfer portal and then make his way to Alabama A&M um, before the summer kind of gets going or whatever with that. And then clearly if they can pick up another, you know, lineman or two, that'll definitely be something that he can address the need with as well. And then on top of that, I have to go ahead and say this. He always does spring practice early. So he can knock it out of the way so the guys can focus on academics and if they have injuries or whatever, because you just never know what happens with some guy. A guy may come back academically ineligible. You know, he might not be able to qualify through the 40, 60, 80 rule when it comes to going towards your degree. And then, boom, they got to hop in that portal to have that backup person or somebody that may have to come in as well. So that'll be something we'll keep our eye out on in about a month's time when the new portal um, opens up for, you know, so many whatever weeks. Yeah. Um Kelly Flick says this. He said facts AM did a good job retaining top talent. I can agree with that. But one thing that we all seem to know, uh top wide receivers. Wide receivers seem to come to AM and they'll get some amazing talents, and then all of a sudden those guys leave. Uh the biggest example of that is is Tank Dale. Um is how is it looking as far as the wide receiver room? Or is that something that, that they're trying to address? Yeah, they're definitely trying to address the wide receiver room. I mean, you talk about Tank Dell. I mean, they also lost a dude for Ty Ibrahim. They also yeah. lost um, O.J. Halea prior to last season. You know, two guys that were racking up um, yak yards left and right. But Coach Manor has said this on um, on with the On the Hill podcast, folks. Um he said, you know, he was like, just nowadays with the new NIL situation, 
he, he's got to get guys that are going to stay in Huntsville that are going to stay on the hill, whatever. Cause he was like, keep it real with you right now. They don't have the NIL money to just say, Hey, we can give you this or we can give you that, or you can earn this or you can earn that. So, you know, with that being said, it does become difficult. So because of that, yeah, the wide receiver room does look a little open, but then you do have a few guys who will have experience that are coming back. Like Keenan Hambrick's a guy, um, you know, saw a lot of playing time last year. So he'll, um, you know, be in the fold. Also, uh, Terrell Gardner, guys, he seems like he's been around since the beginning of the Maynard, uh, Maynard staff getting there. You know, he recently came off of surgery, I think, like right before spring practice came. And, you know, he, he had a few catches, he had a few drops that should have been catches. And you could tell he was upset with himself or whatever with that. And I think they kind of applauded him and be like, look, you take your responsibility, you move on with it, and you make it happen one way or another. But I would not be surprised if wide receiver room looks completely different than what we've seen from the past. And next man up mentality definitely has to be implemented um, in uh, that group. Okay. Jamie, let me ask this about Benedict. Um what are some areas of concern that they may have uh, or some areas that they want to improve on before uh, getting to summer camp? Well, just the the fact that the quarterbacks get reps. Um, you know, they haven't named a starter yet. Of, of course, you know, talked about, um, you know, them playing the, you know, two quarterbacks during the spring game. But when you lose someone like an Eric Phoenix, who was all SIAC, you know, that's hard to replace. Uh, even though they feel that the quarterbacks on the roster are capable, it's just a matter of seeing what they're going to do in game action. Uh, also, again, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, um, losing three offensive line starters, you know, is hard to replace as well. When you're talking about having a full running back room, which you, you have, you know, your main guy in, um, in um, Noah Scotland, um, you know, he's back, Jaden Taylor. And, and they have some new guys. They moved actual, uh, actual uh, receiver to running back in um, Isaiah Rhodes. So I think they'll um, – Israel Rhodes, excuse me. Uh, and so um, they have, you know, people that can tote the mail, but it's a matter of having that offensive line continuity um, to go forward. I think defensively, you know, they can use some more linebacker depth um, as far as, you know, they have um, Dedrick Starks coming back, who was one of those, you know, key figures in that line – in you know, in the linebacking core. Um, and I mentioned Jaron Kilpatrick, but, you know, they have, you know, opposite him and, and just that defensive backfield in general could be improved. But, you know, they have a lot of starters coming back, 15 um, that I mentioned, uh, along with, you know, your special teams, you know, folks as well. Uh, they have everyone pretty much in place. It's just a matter of the new guys coming in and gelling just like the previous team did. So offensive line will probably be number one and just to see who's going to ascend as that starter um, at quarterback. All right. Um, what are some um, – and I guess we, we probably have already covered it. So let's say some um, areas that, you know, hey, we ain't got no words <laughs> at all uh, for Benedict. Um, I, I I personally think defense is going to carry them, uh, especially the front the front half of the season. Um because nobody could solve it last year, and with, you know, what I'm saying the talent they got returning, I just don't, I don't see it. Nah, that defensive line is is legit, man. That defensive line, that front seven in general is legit. Um, but the SIAC is changing, and so mm -hmm. I think everybody's defensive backs 
and defensive backfields in general. That back half is going to need to be even Kentucky State that was coming out and, th- and, and running the football, throwing maybe three or four passes a game. They have new blood uh, with Felton Huggins coming in, you know, from Rice. They're going to throw the ball all around the yard. Now, they got to get some personnel to be able to do it. But nobody's just going to come in and just run the football. It's not your, you know, your old, your, your, your daddy's SIAC. They're not going to ground and pound. They're going to throw the ball around. Uh, Aaron James down there in Tuskegee, you know, you're talking about, you know, he was the offensive coordinator, yes. But, you know, him being a head coach now, you know, different philosophies coming in. So we'll we'll see what happens. But as far as Benedict is concerned, I think that defensive line is going to be able to both be stout at the point of attacking the run and be able to rush the passer. So I, I think, you know, if you if you count what's 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 that and don't need to be touched, that D line is, is legit. All right. Well, fellas, um I told I asked y'all what what 15, 20 minutes. I think y'all gave me a little bit more. Now I appreciate that. Uh <laughs> As always, uh, Mo, tell the people where they can find you. Absolutely. You can uh, find me on Twitter, at Mo Carter, Fox 54, and it's the same thing on Facebook. I'm sports director of Fox 54, WZDX here in Huntsville, Alabama. And you go to fox54.com in about 30 minutes, you can actually watch my sportscast for the upcoming uh, night. Unfortunately, no HBCU stuff this evening because we just had a whole lot of a whole lot of other stuff going on. But for the most part, we've got a lot of things, Alabama and m and sometimes Oakwood related here in the city of Huntsville. Jamie, go ahead and tell the people they can hear, hear the soul for this uh, Alby score. There you go, man. There you go. Uh, you'll find me on Twitter, man, at Sport Voice JW. Uh, I'll be all around, man. Check me out on the Black College Sports Network, where I'll be at some more of these spring games. Definitely in the fall, you'll hear me and probably Mo as well. Um, uh, giving you the 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 docile um, tones of play by play and color um, um, on uh, various spots in the SIAC and possibly the SWAT. We'll see, uh, but definitely. Uh, if you want to talk to me, hit me up on Twitter, Sport Voice JW. All right, fellas, like I said, as always, appreciate it. Y'all going to have to come up with a group name. Y'all can be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if we come up with one, we got to come up with one that's not going to cause either one of us to just laugh every time. Right. <laughs> like, every time you even say Alfie score, I'm just trying to hold <laughs> Because See, man, because I look at you, I look at Jamie and I'm like, golly, he really could be, <laughs> could be the cousin, man. I mean, but I mean, if you're gonna be out, I mean, I'll be score. I mean, what does that leave me? Does that make me uh, Christopher Williams Jr. or something? Or yes, yes, that's exactly who it is. That's it. Oh, that's it. I, now watch, we're gonna end up, we're gonna end up calling a game together this year. And that's gonna happen. We just was gonna change our names. They're gonna be at the bottom. I'll be Albie Score. You'll be Christopher Williams Jr. <laughs> I, I got it. New Black City. There you go. Damn. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? New, new Black, Black City, City. <laughs> instead of New Jackson. <laughs> Man, you was a trip poo for that yeah. one. Oh. But look, speak, look, speaking of spring games, uh, look, it just crossed my mind because I just talked to him this morning. Um, I actually have to. I'm gonna be on Black College Sports Network this weekend with Miles College. Okay. So, um, and that was an assignment just assigned to me not too long ago, but by the boss man Roy Evans, who is literally running around doing a whole yes, lot of he things. is. Yes, yes, he is, and, man. And, I, and if you don't know, just go on the SIC website and see the deals he has um, been able to work out with uh, that conference recently. And 
You'll see why. Absolutely. He's one of the All right. So, so, so Mo will be back next week to help us talk about Miles. <laughs> yes, he will. I, I was supposed I to be I was supposed to be there, man. The baby got prom Saturday, man. So yeah, I saw so. that. You was like, "Oh man, I don't know. you gonna listen? Go ahead, get your shotgun. You like, you know, what I'm saying, get the scared face ready, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then and get your tissue so you can cry when she leave because we already know how that go. Oh no, me and the wife following, man. Oh y'all, she, fo- gets, oh. No, she gets no freedom. No, nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, y'all will be at prom too. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we'll see you there. <laughs> oh man, listen, you know how it is, man. Yeah, That's why I people do. scared of this Freaknik um documentary. I told, I told, <laughs> listen, it's gonna be some church folks. Uh, sister, sister Elta gonna be uh, she ain't gonna be at, at church a couple Sundays, and you know, say after that thing come out, after that doc come out, she definitely gonna miss a couple Sundays, and and and, and Deacon Riley too. Both of them gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna just yeah. say this. I feel like some marriages are gonna be put to the test with this. Mm. Yep. yep. The only way to get by to with see. it is, yeah. The only way to get by with it is to be like, I met my husband at Freak Nick. <laughs> yeah. Little Duval would post like pictures from like the '90s or some where he had a concert and people would be there, like, he'd be like, "Hey, who who mama or auntie this is?" And I'd be like, "Oh, you finna get some people in trouble. <laughs> oh, you For finna real. get some people in trouble." Uh, but fellas, man, again, I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Uh, we'll be back next. Well, actually, I was gonna say next week. We'll be back on Thursday uh, with another episode of HBCU. I want to say thank y'all for joining us. This was presented to you by Bet Online, and like that, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.